Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, July 2nd, 2020. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. I am here solo today as we are thankfully so very close to the weekend. I hope, like me, you have Friday off and can at least take some time to relax, if nothing else. But if not, we will be here for you regardless to get you into the weekend tomorrow. As always, if you are willing and able, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon to back us if you haven't already, and to be able to get all the news and interviews before anyone else, regardless of what day of the week or what holiday it is. We head into the news today with yet another show that was supposed to be part of the Cut Short 2019-2020 season that has now bumped up its opening to spring. The planned second stage revival of Richard Greenberg's Take Me Out announced on Wednesday that it will now begin previews on March 22nd, 2021, with an opening night set for April 22nd at the Helen Hayes Theater. The revival was originally slated to begin this past April with a cast led by Jesse Williams, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and Patrick J. Adams. That, of course, did not end up happening ahead of the COVID-19 shutdown, which, as we now know, has been extended through January 3rd, 2021. Set to join Williams, Ferguson, and Adams in the cast will be Julian Sihi, Hiram Delgado, Brandon J. Durden, Carl Lundstedt, Ken Marks, Michael Oberholzer, Eduardo Ramez, and Tyler Lansing Weeks. Take Me Out now joins the Minutes, the Music Man Flying Over Sunset, Carolina Change, Plaza Suite, and American Buffalo as Broadway shows that have officially bumped up their planned openings to the spring of 2021, though most of those don't have official opening dates as of yet, and the Music Man, the only one of those that was supposed to have its opening as part of the 2020-21 season rather than the 1920 season. That, in addition to 1776 at the American Airlines, which is still scheduled to open as planned, with birthday candles being bumped ahead to the fall. Of course, as with all these shows, we'll have to kind of wait and see what happens with the shutdown. New York is starting to slow its reopening plans a bit, with the failure of other states around the country opening up too soon. Originally, indoor dining was supposed to be back up this coming Monday, I believe, which will no longer be the case. But we know spring is what everyone is aiming for to bring Broadway back, what with a new season, and rather than that official tentative league start of the year. Over in other shutdown and COVID-19 related news, though, last week we reported on the Actors' Equity Association's demand that Walt Disney World include coronavirus testing for performers as part of its reopening plans. Now, as first reported by Deadline on Wednesday, the Executive Committee of Equity has unanimously rejected the park's reopening safety plan for workers because the proposal does not include said testing. In an email to its members, Equity writes, quote, Disney knows that testing makes for a safer workplace. Why else would Disney agree to testing for film productions? If testing helps keep a film set safe, that is also true for performers in the parks. Despite that, we have not reached an agreement, agreement with Disney for testing. Since its public call last week, there have been more than 43,000 new coronavirus cases in the U.S. with record surges in Florida. The state's governor, Ron DeSantis, has already said he has no intention of stopping the park's reopening 
despite a petition from concerned employees of the park. As of now, it is still planning on opening on July 11th. Obviously, an egregious decision by Disney, and one that not only hurts the performers, but also, of course, puts more people at risk in a state already literally plagued. On the opposite side of the country, Disneyland in California announced it has no choice but to delay its July 17th planned reopening after the state government did not grant approval to its guidelines in time. Equity, however, does not represent Disneyland's performers. Let's wrap up today's show with some streaming news. Lambert Jackson Productions, in association with The Other Palace, announced they will present a virtual production of Jason Robert Brown's Songs for a New World, filmed entirely in isolation. Simon Campbell will direct, and starring in the production will be Rachel John, Ramin Karamloo, Cedric Neal, and Rachel Tucker. The stream will be available from July 23rd to the 25th on The Other Palace's digital venue. For tickets and more information, you can visit theotherpalace.co.uk. I know Matt gave a rave review earlier in the week for The Other Palace's The Last Five Years, so I imagine it will be of similar quality, especially with this cast, so don't miss that one. Also, as part of a virtual benefit for MCC Theater and its BR Light campaign, Julianne Moore and Caitlin Dever will star in an upcoming reading of Peter Hedges' Good As New, which Hedges will also direct. The play, which premiered at MCC in the 90s, follows a mother and daughter grappling with a family shakeup amid a facelift and driving lessons, respectively. Tickets for the event will be $5, with the stream taking place on YouTube on July 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And finally, the Broadway casts of Ain't Too Proud and Girl from the North Country will appear on the upcoming CNN Fourth in America special. Hosted by Don Lemon in New York and Dana Bash in Washington, D.C., the event will also feature musical performances from Barry Manilow, Burt Bacharach, and musicians from the Berklee College of Music, Santana, Martina McBride, Kenny Loggins, Jewel, the Harlem Gospel Choir, and more, as well as Philharmonic Orchestras from New York, San Francisco, Colorado, Houston, and Chicago. The event will also include fireworks shows from across the nation, including Nashville, Houston, Jacksonville, and New York, because we simply do not have enough fireworks right now. The show will air on July 4th from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Time. All right, two quick recommendations for you on this Thursday, one to read and one to watch. First, over at the New York Times, there is a truly fascinating piece from Michael Paulson about the Wilma Theater in Philadelphia and its plans for reopening in the fall, which will include building in wooden dividers to separate theater goers. The Wilma currently seats 300 people in what is a traditional auditorium, but it will restructure into a two-tiered system, kind of resembling the Shakespeare's globe by building a semicircle on the stage that seats as many as 100 people or as few as 35. Patrons will be seated in boxes up to groups of four. So if you're going solo, you've got a box to yourself. Or if you're going with three other people, you've got a box for the four of you. According to the Wilma, the new plan is going to cost about $115,000, which will actually be taken care of with its production budget because now it will be spending less on set since you've got all your seating on the stage. You've got a smaller set. 
be sure to give that a read. I'm really unconvinced that will help anything since you're still indoors and now you are quite literally surrounding the actors, but it's interesting to see how regional theaters are kind of brainstorming for what potential openings could be like. And then an actual feel-good recommendation as the one and only Megan Hilty and her husband, musician Brian Gallagher, took to Instagram to perform Rainbow Connection in honor of Pride. She captioned the video, Happy Pride, kids. It doesn't end today. Be proud of who you are every day of the year and find your Rainbow Connection. Just the absolute loveliest. Unsurprisingly got me teary-eyed, so of course, be sure to check that one out. The link to that and everything I've talked about in today's show are, are in the show notes. All right, that is all we have for you on this Thursday, so thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. Have a great Thursday, everybody, and we'll be back to talk with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.